Hey guys, what is up? This is Yanis, and today I have the honor, the pleasure, and the excitement to have here with me Pablo Brusil. He's a really good friend of mine, and he's a serial entrepreneur. He's basically a cybersecurity consultant for businesses, and most importantly, a person with great insights, great mindsets, and a person that I really consider a brother from another mother. So, Pablo, thank you so much for being here with us. Hi guys, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, yeah, man, like, uh, would you like to share a few things about who you are, what's your story and how you started becoming, you know, entrepreneur? Uh, I think my whole life, I've always been really passionate about cybersecurity and just IT in general. So I always knew that I wanted to do something with cybersecurity. Um, didn't really know what I was going to do exactly. I just liked hacking. So that was that was a that was a thing uh until i think i was um i was doing my first year in university and um like from then i already started to have these these small entrepreneurial um yeah spikes so to say like i i kind of wanted to do something on my own but i didn't really know what yet um and then like in my first year of uni i really I was feeling bored, man. Like school is good for, for people that, that actually want to like go work for an employer or for example, doctors or whatever, like where you really need to know your stuff. But as for me, like I was feeling super bored. I'm just going to uh, cut the sound of my computer here. Um, but like, as for me, School was just boring because like I was learning things that I already knew and I was like, I can learn everything that I'm learning here in a lot quicker way if I just buy some books, buy some courses, get some mentors. And once I've done that, like I, I can learn all this stuff in a lot faster way and I could just start my business, start making a shitload more money because like if you have the discipline for something or if you have the work ethic, you don't really need school. Like school is good for the people that really are still looking for what they want to do. But I already knew what I was going to do. Like I wanted to do something with cybersecurity in an entrepreneurial kind of way, but I just needed to, to learn some stuff. Uh, but I was definitely not going to learn it in school, by the way, like, uh, something that I've noticed, uh, in the, in the past years of being an entrepreneur is that actually the cybersecurity was not even the most important thing like that was something that I needed because yeah, of course it's my core business, but you need to know how to sell. You need to know how to market. Like, dude, nobody in school told me that. And like the first year was just fucking shit. Um, can I swear on this podcast by the way? <laughs> Cause I'm going to be doing that a lot. 1000% feel free to do that mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it was, it was fucking shit because I, I knew that I was delivering a good service or product but I wasn't really able to bring that to my customers. Like they, they didn't know shit. Like they didn't know like, Oh yeah, this guy knows his cybersecurity stuff because I wasn't able to convey that to my customers because like, and even cybersecurity, it's, it's a very vague term. Like everyone knows that they have to be secure, but like, then it's, then the, the usual question is like, why would they ever pick me or like just some stuff like that. But you never really think about that if you don't start selling. And that's something that I really had to learn along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really like the fact that you said that, you know, you, 
you went deeper into why would they buy and you know i think that trying to define the reason behind what we do is super super essential and actually that's my second question why did you decide to become an entrepreneur why didn't you want to stay in school like what was the reason that drove you into becoming an entrepreneur uh, I think that the main point was that I always felt like I had more potential. Um, and whenever I, cause, cause I started getting into some Gary V like most of the people, right. Uh, and starting into getting into some Grant Cardone and all these, uh, business gurus. But, um, I always felt like I had more potential because if you go to, for example, a job, it's, it's nice, it's secure. Like you're going to get your paycheck at every end of the month. There's, there's little, to no risk of getting a job, but there's also a limit in what you can earn, right? Uh, if, if your employer says like, yo, you cannot make more than, I don't know, 3K, 4K per month, like that's what you're gonna get. And no matter how much you work or how less you work, you're gonna get that 4K. Um, so it's, it's nice, it's secure, but it's not like you're gonna, do a lot of crazy shit with it. Like for example, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna do my cybersecurity thing, I know that like maybe this month I'm not gonna earn that much because that's the risk. But there's also a possibility that in a few years I'm gonna be making a shitload more money than anyone in a regular job can ever make. But the cool thing about this is that like, of course it's not, it's not all for personal or egotistical uh, reasons like it's not like yo give me all the money um, which I mean money is nice but it's also nice to be able to invest that money back into another venture for example I know that when I when I do this cybersecurity thing I want to expand it to sizes that 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 are beyond imagination like because there's no there's no really uh, a fixed supplier for cybersecurity out there yet and i want to fill that gap i want to be that guy that is you know it's it's pablo the cybersecurity guy it's it's bruce x security the cybersecurity company like everything concerning cybersecurity will then be like bound into one company and like even after this like if if i decide to to go and and do some other ventures that are not cybersecurity related i can just do that like i'm I'm planning like if I'm and this is a very far plan like let's say 20 30 years like if my company then is is big enough to to like work on its own then I might just get into another business that sells I don't know stuff that I like for example cigars maybe I start a cigar brand or or a whiskey brand or whatever just just stuff that I really like and I'm really passionate about I can just go in and make something that's my own and just leave my mark on this on this planet which is epic nice i'm looking forward for your brands to be honest because <laughs> i know how much you love them um can you expand a little bit though um so what is the reason that drives you personally to be an entrepreneur apart from making like what you said like is there anything else something deeper maybe um Something deeper would probably be, but that's then very specifically to the cybersecurity thing. Um, if I see just regular customers, like we do B2B, so it's not like we're serving anything to like regular people or consumers right now. Uh, maybe we'll expand to that later, but as for right now, it's just businesses. But when I, 
go and do groceries, for example, or I'm going to go and grab a coffee or I'm going to XYZ company to buy something. Sometimes I just see stuff in their IT infrastructure that I'm like, man, like, why is this so unsecure? Like you can, you can just hack the system so easily. And it just, as me as a customer, I, I just feel very unsafe buying something from that company because what if I swipe my credit card there and then next thing I know, all my credit card information is just out there on the internet and someone is buying cars with my credit card. Like you, you never know. And just because I'm, <laughs> I'm so scared of being hacked through another company, I just want to be that guy that actually goes around and secures these companies so that other people and including me can feel safe buying shit from them uh, and not having all our credit cards stolen. All right. That's nice. Nice. I understand. Um, what do you like about being an entrepreneur? Uh, just the fact that you can do basically whatever you want, um, which is not entirely true because of course you need to feel the need of your customers. It's like people always think like, yeah, if I'm an entrepreneur, I can do whatever I want. It's true. Like the, I, I once heard a good quote. Um, it's, it's not going to be perfect. And I also don't know who said it, but um, it's like you cannot do what you want when you're an entrepreneur, but you get to create your own solutions to your problems. Cause like when you, when, when you work at a company, that company obviously has its problems. Like there's, there's stuff that needs to be solved, but you need to pick the solution that your boss picks for you. Whereas if you're an entrepreneur and you have problems, for example, you cannot get customers uh, or your customers have problems that need to be solved. Like you can come up with a known solution and you can get to be creative. And like, I really need that. I really need something that challenges me in a way that I can get to be creative, um, working out solutions for my customers. But it's not like you can do whatever you want. Like I cannot go <laughs> and, and just make something cyber security wise that no one would buy because then after a few months, I'll just be bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally get it. So I guess for you, it's more like the, the growth part that, ca that comes alongside with entrepreneurship. It's like you challenging yourself, you becoming better every day, you finding what you love and living on your own purpose kind of things. Exactly. Because I'm a, I'm a person that personally gets um, bored very quickly. So whenever I start to get into the same stuff over and over again, like I just get bored and I get, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not feeling happy. Whereas if I can challenge myself from day to day, like that makes me happy because then it's like, I don't know how I'm going to solve this problem, but I'm going to solve it. And then, then you just like, look for ways to solve your problem. You try something, you fail, obviously, because that's part of the process. Uh, but then you learn just another way how not to do it. And there's a billion other ways to do it. So you just try another way and another way. And then until something just works and then you're like super happy because it's like, yeah, finally fix that problem off to the next one. And just like that continuous process of finding another problem, finding another problem, finding another problem. Um, that's really very exciting for me. Mm -hmm. But another thing which is a big part, you know, and I know that your company is doing great. I know you have like, um, how many, five, six, seven employees right now, uh, which is pretty awesome, you know, at the age you are right now. Uh, what would you say is the thing that you struggle right now uh, with your company, with uh, your business? 
Uh, I think it's, um, but this is very market specific. Um, our market really needs a lot of education. So uh, like computers in general are fairly new. Like for example, my mom, she grew up without a computer, without television. It's like, it's, it's so weird because I, I grew up with this stuff. Like whenever I was a kid, there was a fucking TV in our living room and you could just watch it. And then we had a computer, like we didn't have a computer until I was, I think eight years old. But then like, once we got a computer, it was what windows 98, but it was epic. It was like, Oh, you can play games on this and you can play with Microsoft paint and you can make drawings like amazing. So that's, that's already a pretty new thing. Um, but now it's starting to get more and more implemented into society. Like everyone has their fucking smartphones. Uh, they're basically computers in a pocket, but, um, when it comes to cybersecurity, that's an even later stage because if you look back at, and this is, this is why I sometimes wish I was a little bit older so I got to live through that age. But when you got to, for example, the 90s, everything that was built computer-wise was just not secured at all. But like at all, it was just, you could basically phone the president if you wanted to just by dialing some, some random numbers. It was called... Um, yeah, or, or get free, or get free, uh, free telephone calls or whatever. Uh, but everything was just so shitty secure because they really didn't bother about cybersecurity. Whereas right now, um, it's starting to become more and more needed because more and more people actually know how to exploit the systems, and like just the risks of of a hack are a lot higher just because there's a lot more devices, just because we do a lot more stuff with our smartphones. Uh, like for example, Apple pay, you have your credit card linked to your phone. Uh, so if someone goes and hacks that, then, then that's a lot bigger risk. Whereas I don't see anyone in the nineties with their credit card on their smartphone. Like there wasn't even a smartphone. Uh, but now the risk is a lot bigger. However, there's not many people that actually know that they need cybersecurity yet. Like that's probably going to grow. But as for right now, um, we still need to educate the market a lot. And for that, we need money. Because if you look at the big companies, I'm talking about uh, Deloitte or talking about uh, Accenture, they have cybersecurity services as well, but they also do tax consulting, um, like financial consulting, whatever consulting you have. So they're not really that specifically on cybersecurity, which means that the quality that they serve is also not that good. Like, to be honest, we, we as, as Bruce X Security, we can offer a lot bigger quality than these guys, but they have a lot more money. So what they can do is they can make articles, they can make uh, PDFs, they can make uh, informational videos to um, actually tell people like, yo, you as a company, you need to make sure that your IT infrastructure is secure and you need to test this stuff. Like you need to have this tested by a third party so they can actually do that. Whereas we, we cannot do that. Um, but still we have other ways uh, or we're trying to find other ways to educate the, the companies like, hey, you actually do need security. Um, for example, one way that we're doing right now is just plain hacking them. Um, but in within the legal context, because hacking is still illegal, <laughs> uh, but we do it within the legal context. And then we just go um, to the companies themselves uh, with a report like, hey, this is what we found on the internet. Uh, this is insecure. This is insecure. This is insecure. And then they're like, it, they're, and then they're scared as fuck. It's like, oh shit, 
you actually found that like how and then then we just explain them and then they get to fix that and then they can, can go for like a full audit uh which is uh very like intensive when it comes to working hours like you need to put a lot of hours in one customer um but it's one of the only ways that we can do it right now plus um uh, where was i going with this um so you need to put in a lot of hours but it's it, it's worth it because like one customer for a consulting company like ours is worth a lot more than let's say just a regular consumer that goes and buys a product in your web store mm-hmm. yeah and what about you as the ceo and founder of bruce x security what are you struggling with because you run this business uh, uh for me it's Uh, it's usually time management, but that's that's uh, probably every CEO's problem. Uh, then the thing I'm struggling with uh, the most, and I'm trying to still find a way to to do it, is that like I'm I'm very time efficient, if I do say so myself. Like I can I can plan stuff, I can get to do lists, I can be I can multitask or switch task. There's not really such thing as multitasking, but switch tasking. Um, Like I can do all that stuff, but then there's people around me where I need to work with, uh, being my colleagues, being partners, uh, being just people in my life in general, uh, where I need to be around, but they don't really have that. They don't really have the, what well, like, which is good. because like not everyone can be an entrepreneur. Like not, it's not for everyone. Uh, but then again, those people are not that time efficient and they kind of rub that off on you where it's like, they're, telling you, for example, they're telling you a shitload of um, details that aren't really that um, well needed for the conversation. Like it's, and you're just wasting time that way. So what I'm trying to do now, uh, I haven't really found a good way to do it yet, but what I've been trying to do is to um, kind of train the people I'm around to be more time efficient with me so they can actually waste less of my time and I can be more productive and stuff. Uh, so that's that's a big problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's a big one. Because, you know, the people that we surround ourselves with, the people that are around us, if you are totally, you know, hustling and getting the results and getting things done, and then, you know, the people that are your partners or your employees are not doing what they're supposed to be doing, then, you know, this there's like a dissonance between what you do and how you grow the company and, What are the people that support you throughout this journey that are doing? So, yeah, I can totally get what you're saying. Exactly. Um, like, uh, if, yeah. if I can just uh, tell you a comment about that. Uh, a friend of mine here in Belgium, uh, he started a um, so-called entrepreneurial mastermind where they just bought a big mansion, like an actual mansion, but they're sharing it with this many people that it's actually pretty cheap to live there. But it kind of serves as a mastermind hub where it's like, I think they're with eight to nine entrepreneurs living in this one mansion. Um, and they're just like hustling constantly. They're just watching Gary V together, watching uh, Grant Cardone together. They do group buys. For example, if they buy a course of Grant Cardone and there's like multiple people that can benefit from it, they just share the costs. And just because they're with nine entrepreneurs in this very tight group, And this very tight mastermind, like they're excelling so freaking well because they're all keeping each other accountable. Like 
they all write their goals on a big uh, whiteboard and it's like, yo, dude, why haven't you done this yet? Yo, why haven't you done this yet? You, you told us that you were going to achieve this by this time. Why haven't you done it? So they're keeping each other accountable. Plus, if you're just surrounded with a bunch of entrepreneurs and like-minded people like that, like you just cannot be unproductive. Um, I was actually thinking of joining at some point as well. Uh, but then again, I'm, I'm like one of the people that really needs to be alone when I'm working. Uh, like th this is also why I usually work at home and never at the office because yeah, I just, I'm just more productive this way. So it's kind of like when you're, when you're doing an entrepreneurial, um, thing, like you're, you're, you're building a, a business or whatever, you get to know yourself a lot better as well. Um, in a sense that like, like what makes me productive? What do I need in life? Uh, like I, I wouldn't have never known that I actually am, am a guy that's very introverted, doesn't want to be around that many people that needs to work on its own. Uh, when I wasn't, uh, when I wasn't an entrepreneur, like I was, when I was in school, none of this shit would ever have come up because it would never been an issue. Yeah. You know, I've also philosophized about that because I also love working alone and I also love spending a lot of time with nobody around me. I want to have, you know, my own, my own space, uh, my time, my silence, my freedom, if you will. And from thinking about it, and I think you that might be, you know, something that concerns you as well, I don't have any brothers or sisters. So when I was growing up, I, you know, I, I learned how to have fun on my own. I learned how to, you know, make my time to pass alone and how to, you know, enjoy the silence. So maybe that's something that, that's why you are like that as well. Yeah, exactly. I'm an only child as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I was just playing with, with, <laughs> I was playing with myself, but it kind of, <laughs> kind of sounds weird. Uh, I was just, you know how it goes, like you're just alone and you're playing with some Lego bricks or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that could be, could be. Yeah. Nice anyway, um, how would you define success? Um, hmm. I think success is not really about the amount of money that you make or like the, the ventures that you do, but it's more about are you living to your fullest potential? Um, like personally, I, I think that when you're not living to your fullest potential, you're just missing out on life. And that's what makes an, an unsuccessful person unsuccessful. Like you, you never saw, for example, and I'm going to say something that's really not that politically correct here, but you never saw a homeless guy on the street and you were like, man, that's a successful, that's a successful man. Like right there, that's a successful man. Why? Because that man or, or woman or whatever, just homeless person, um, is not living to, its, to his fullest potential. Like, of course, and this is, again, something that's not that politically correct, but I think that if you're, if you're homeless, that's not your fault. Like, that's not your fault. Stuff can happen. But if you stay homeless, that's, that's definitely your fault. It's just the same as, as like every entrepreneurial guru says, like, if you're broke, that's not your fault. Like you can, you can be born broke. Like I didn't come from a very rich family. Like <laughs> to be honest, my, my mom and my grandma 
they are also not living to their fullest potential. Like they can do a lot more. They can make a lot more money if they just took things a little bit smarter. Uh, but yeah, if, if you just stay like that, if you just stay uh, broke, then that's your fault because you always like where, wherever you come from, you can always find ways to go and up yourself on, on the ladder of success. Like there, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it's a simple equation. Like the amount of time and effort you put in is directly linked to the amount of success you'll be having. Um, so when, when I say success, um, I definitely mean living to your fullest potential. Like what, what are the things that you can uh, achieve as a person in your lifetime, knowing your circumstances and are you actually going about achieving those and are you actually taking the necessary action needed to achieve those yes or no yeah yeah i loved it and i i agree that yeah it's not the most political thing to say but it's definitely true cuz you know many times you have to to step up and take re full responsibility and take the ownership of what we do and where our life goes and what our mistakes are Otherwise, you know, stuff won't change. If we decide to just live in stagnation, no, fuck that. Like, you want to prosper, you want to grow, you want to feel fulfilled. Like, yeah, it is your problem. Like, it is your responsibility to change your financial situation, your relationship situation, your friends, your social circle. These are things that can be changed. But instead of whining, you know, complaining, doubting, um, and all these kind of things, like, shut the fuck up and work. Like it's, you can do anything you want. Yeah, exactly. It, it, <laughs> it kind of reminds me, uh, like this extreme ownership is, is, is really key uh, because you have a lot of people that are, that are telling me like, yo, you're an entrepreneur you make a lot of money, like all good. Um, but they, they're all kind of like envious, but they never really see the, the work they, that you put in. Like they don't see that you're staying up until 2 a.m. in the morning just working on your shit. And then, then they're like whining that they're not that successful, but then they go out and they drink on the weekends. They're, they're going to sleep early. They're, they're not really doing anything with their lives. It's like, I, I actually, it's, uh, it's not really entrepreneurial related, but uh, as you know, I came from a background where I was like, I was really fat. I was a really fat kid. Um, I weighed about 108 kilograms, uh, but I slimmed down a lot by putting in the work. And recently I, uh, started to go on a diet again because I was like getting a lot more, uh, weight again, but now I've lost eight kilograms again in, I think it's a two month period. And it's not like I know that much about fitness and health. I just got a, got a mentor in, in, um, in fitness. And he told me like, yo, do this, do this and that. And I'll just execute it. And then, and then you have people like, yo, uh, how did you slim down that much? Like I stay fat all the time. Like I can just not lose the weight. But then you see them drinking fucking milkshakes and, and eating McDonald's like two times a week. Um, where like, dude, you, you can eat McDonald's if you want to slim down. Like you, you can obviously eat McDonald's once, once in a week or whatever, as long as you count your calories and you make sure that you're not overeating. Like, <laughs> this was this was something that like yes yes i was hungry in this period but i knew that that was good for me because i was going to slim down and was gonna 
going to feel a lot better. And like right now that I've lost the weight, dude, I do feel a lot better. And it's just like that little pain period of feeling hungry doesn't really compare to the, the, the benefits and the, the joy that you'll have from feeling healthy. And I think it's the same with, um, with entrepreneurship. Like you have this little pain period where you're starting out, you're not really getting that much customers, you're broke as fuck, uh, you're putting in a lot of work for little to no reward. And then all of a sudden there's this turning point where you start getting customers, you start getting better. And then all of a sudden, all these successes, they just weigh up so much to this little pain period that you're like, oh dude, I would definitely do it again. Like I would definitely be broke again and not being able to go out with my friends or, or putting a lot more work, feeling tired all the time. Like I would definitely put that again, uh, put that time in again if I know that this was the outcome. Mm-hmm. For the people that are watching this podcast, guys, this is what it's called. Drop the mic, all right? <laughs> Nothing more to add. Like, loved your explanation and totally agree. People are envious about successful entrepreneurs when they don't actually know that they only see the tip of the iceberg. And below that, it's like all those late nights, all these work pain periods, like hustle, uh, like sacrificing things, sacrificing nights out, like... It's not only sunshines, rainbows, and unicorns. It's actual hard work and hustle and sacrifices. And you can make it happen as well as long as you, as you said, put in the work, put in the time, and most importantly, I believe, believe also in yourself. Which brings me to my next question. Um, what do you want more than anything? Ooh, that's a deep one. Uh... What do I want more than anything? I think I think a lot of uh, a lot of the things come down to freedom, right? Uh, I think freedom is the, the most important thing that a, that a person can ever have, uh, and it's not it's not only financially, but it's also uh, when it comes down to like expressing yourself. Like I just want to. I just want to do whatever I want to do at whatever time I want to do it. Uh, so I want to come, come to a point where, for example, if I, if I just decide like, hey, uh, there's this cool concert in, I don't know, California, which is not exactly Belgium, but let's say that I want to go to this concert in California, I can just book a plane ticket and fly there. Or, or if I just, for example, I want to, I don't know. I want to go to New York. All of a sudden, I just feel like going to New York. I could just fly to New York. Um, but also, uh, the freedom to express yourself. Like, if I want to say something that I really truly stand for, I can just say that. And it's not like, oh, I, I need to make sure that I don't, uh, like I don't uh, stress out or uh, I don't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like, you know how on Twitter, like, I'm not sure if you use Twitter, but on Twitter, it's always like uh, you have these, well, cybersecurity um, specialists use Twitter a lot because, well, I actually don't know why. But then in their bio, it's just like, uh, my opinion is not um, necessarily my employer's opinion. Like, they always need to put that there for reasons. <laughs> but that's what I really like about being an entrepreneur. If I want to say something, I just do it. And I don't need to make sure that, like, my employer is okay with it. Uh, 
because I'm my own employer. Mm -hmm. uh, again, drop the mic, won't say anything. Uh, you mentioned freedom at some point, which I think it's like a huge, you know, and it's one of the key factors actually that people, you know, want to become entrepreneurs and what people are after actually. And what do you think is like the things that stopping you from being as free as you possibly could? Is it just a matter of time? Is it, what do you think is it, it is? Uh, I think it's, it's definitely a matter of time um, for one, but then two, it's also, you need to find the balance, right? Because uh, yeah, and balance is key in everything, but there's, I could, for example, I could be, and I'm going to go very deep on this, but uh, I could be saying like, Hey, in five years, my company will be at a point where I'll have the freedom to do whatever I want. And that will be nice and, and, and good. So I can now put in the work, right? The hustle, the late hours, everything we talked about. Uh, I can put that in now and then in five years, I'll be good. However, let's say, and I'm very dark thought here, but let's say I, after this podcast, I walk outside my door, I cross the street and get hit by a fucking truck. Like a big ass truck comes, boom, I'm dead. Like then I would have put in all this work without any reward. So what was it actually good for then? So that's where I think balance comes in. And like, if I need to wait five more years, let's say instead of working for five years and, and getting the life, I need to work 10 years nice. to get the life that I want. I'm perfectly fine with that. Like I can wait another five years, but then I can have, have the balance to, to go and work a lot, but also have the balance to chillax and, and enjoy the freedom that I have right now. And it's not in a way where I'm, where I'm going to overdo it. It's like, you don't need to go full on freedom and full on relaxing because then you're not going to get any work done, but it's the balance between the two. Like the, the way I'm doing it right now is um, like a week, seven days for everyone. Uh, so six of the seven days I work super hard, no breaks, just full on hustle. And then on Sunday I just chillax. Uh, I smoke some shisha or whatever. Um, I just do whatever I want. And then on Monday I'm just revitalized again, go work again. Um, and then, yeah, maybe, maybe I could do better. Maybe I could work that Sunday as well. Um, but then, okay. So first of all, like you're gonna, you're gonna be there quicker. Probably if you kind of do the math, you will obviously be there quicker. But then again, like, let's say, cause, cause humans, we have our, uh, limits as well in what we can do, uh, before we actually burn out, like burnouts, uh, they're, they're happening more and more often these days. If you read the news, it's always like burnouts, burnouts, burnouts here and there. Uh, I think that sometimes it's just people being little bitches because like if you go and, and look at what a usual, um, what a usual employee puts in, in, in work hours and what they actually need to do. Whereas what an entrepreneur needs to do, like, dude, these, these employees can be happy, man. Like they have never put in the time that, that an entrepreneur puts, puts in his business. But then again, it's different because when you're, when you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't really feel like work because it's something that you're building on. It's something that you're doing for yourself. And it's like, it's epic. So I, I kind of get it there. It's not, it's apples and pears here, but, um, 
again, where was I going with this? Because I, I tend to go on tangents like every, every time. Uh, yeah, burnouts. So, but you need to make sure that like, because even as an entrepreneur, even if you're working on the things that you actually love, you can burn out if you put in too much hustle. So get some rest from time to time. Smoke some shisha, smoke a cigar, drink a glass of whiskey or whatever you like. Like I'm just, I'm just saying everything I like here, but it could be different for you. Uh, but, but put in some chillaxing time as well. And like, if it takes a year or five years, even longer to achieve what you want to achieve, so be it, man. So be it better than burning out. Yeah. A couple of points here I want to mention, cause actually I, I think it was yesterday that I, or a couple of days ago, I watched a video from Grant Cardone and he was talking about how long, you know, a million dollars would la- would last for and you know many people say oh i want to become a millionaire oh i want to make money da, 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 da. And yes 100 you know making money when you run a business is the most important thing in order to keep the business alive but he said that if you make one million dollars and you stop working this money are going to last you for 12 years and then you will have nothing so that's the first thing that basically show us the fact that it is important, right, to always, you know, producing things and growing your business and not only thinking of the easy way out that, oh, I'm going to hustle for five years and then I'm going to only be drinking cocktails on a nice beach in Hawaii and having fun. That's not the reality. You know, you need to always, you know, put in the work. But the second thing you said, and I loved it so much, and I discussed that with other entrepreneurs as well, was, you know, taking one day off and for me also it's Sunday because you know I have my business and I also do the coaching and I also uh, do a PhD and this I felt so many times so overwhelmed and stressed from all the things I have to do from all the to-dos that are there and you know and number one I need some time for myself I need some time for the people that are around me I need some time to think reflect so for me it's a rule now like I don't do anything regarding business on Sundays. I just chill, Netflix, pizza, Sisa. Yeah, I love Sisa as well. You know that already, basically. Yeah. And just chill, man. Like, spend time with yourself. And especially in the world we are in, like the hustle, 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 you need to have one day to just chillax and do nothing. Uh, just just one thing I also like to add is the importance of, of turning off your phone. Because like when I started out with this chillaxing days, my phone was still on. And dude, you don't know what the difference is between having a, a chillaxing day where your phone is off or, or just somewhere in the, in the fucking closet or whatever. And you're not looking at it. It's because like even though that nobody's really texting you or whatever just a simple notification from facebook or instagram draws your attention to that phone and then you feel the need to go and look at it even though it's not important you feel the need like oh i need to look at this notification right now i need to know what's behind it i need to know so you just open your phone you start browsing facebook whatever but just having your phone put away somewhere or turned off gives you so much ease of mind it's crazy uh, and I actually randomly stumbled upon this because um, I was going to a uh, spa on Sunday to chillax and there were no phones allowed there. So I just left my phone in uh, the locker at the spa and I was so relaxed and it was not only because of the spa, but it was also because I didn't have to look at my phone for a day and that was so amazing. 
now, of course, like we, as a cybersecurity company, we try to be, um, we try to be there 24 seven for our customers because like what, what happens if you get hacked? Like you can, you cannot tell your customers like, Hey, uh, just wait and, and another day until all your credit cards are gone. Uh, no, you need to, you need to step in there immediately. But, uh, that's, that's where you got, uh, your, your trusty employees for like, they, they take care of it on Sunday and you can take care of it, uh, the rest of the days. Um, Nice. Yeah, it's, it's so important, man. So important. That's a really nice addition, actually. Yeah, no phone. I like it, man. That's a good one. Yeah, I'll try to implement it. No, I will implement it tomorrow, actually, because tomorrow is Sunday. So, yeah. All right. Now, dude, we get a lot, of, a lot deep into that. I loved it. Um, another question is, who is your role model? She, can, she or she can be still alive or, you know, many centuries uh, old or you know dead or you know maybe mythical character it's completely up to you but who are you looking up to um i got a couple of people actually um one one is being uh dan bilzerian not that he's the the best entrepreneur out there or the the one to look up to the most when it comes to like <laughs> life advice and, and, and <laughs> And stuff, but just uh, the lifestyle that he lives, and just the 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 less fucks he gives. Like he, like that guy just does whatever and doesn't give a fuck. And that that's something that I really stand for as well. Where it's like, you live your life and you do whatever you want. And like that guy is the living embodiment of that. Like if he wants to go to Cuba on a yacht with with a bunch of chicks around him like he just does it like he just if he wants to buy an alligator he just does it like there's there's no hair on his head that thinks like oh what are the people are gonna think of this like no he just does his shit so that's from him uh then secondly is uh grand cardone because i think that grand cardone um well I think he's he's like because all these role models they're kind of extremes, so you have to take everything with a grain of salt. I think, um, but for example, what I don't like about Grant a lot is that he thinks of of money differently than most people do. Like he thinks of money uh, as it being a way to acquire more money, and he also doesn't think that a million because like we talked about millionaires before. Uh, that a million is that special because if you think of it uh, and I, I did the math, like you can, you can do the math as well. Like just think how much, um, like how much your product costs divide, like divide a million by that price. And that's the amount of uh, products you of course need to sell to get a million. And then think about like how many, products do you need to sell per day to achieve that so just divide that by 365 like and you're gonna be surprised about the numbers but it's not that much like if you think about how many people are there on the on the fucking planet like how many people you can actually sell your product to like it's so easy to become a millionaire and i'm not saying i'm not saying that because like i i am a millionaire because i'm obviously not but I say that because I believe that it's actually pretty easy. Like I'm 100% sure that in a couple of years, I will be at that point as well. If I just keep on putting in the hustle. Um, and now also when it comes to grant, what I really like um, is 
that he views things differently in a way that like most people think of money as, as like, Oh, I need to save a lot of money in order to, yeah, to, to be able to pay my bills and all that stuff. But like, if you think about the maximum that you can save, that's equal to the amount of money that you currently earn. So let's say that I make 15 K per month. The amount of money that I can maximum save is 15 K, which is of course an extreme because you will never save hundred percent of your money. But then he says like, what if you could just make more money? What are the limits then? Well, there's basically no limit there. Like you can just make more money and keep on making more money. And there's really no, no limit. Like the sky is the limit here. Um, and that's, that's a really cool thing of him. And then, uh, the, the third guy that I really look up to and like, we both know him is, uh, RSD max. He is, uh, and for him, it's not really the, um, the money or, or whatever he does, but it's more because he's a self-made man and he really started like, and the, the difference between, um, between him and other self-made people is that I've actually saw it happen. Like I still remember a couple of years ago when he was still, well, not that rich, like still kind of broke as fuck, putting in a lot of hustle, uh, basically had not, didn't even have fucking money to buy his, uh, to, to pay his assistant. That's how broke he was. And then if you look at him now, he's just building business after business, balling in Kiev. Uh, but, but like he put in the hustle, he just did whatever had to be done to, to get to a point where he had the money. And that's really, really inspiring just because it's someone that's really close to us, to us both. And it's also like, we saw it firsthand. Like we yeah. just saw it happen, which means that like, it is possible. Like, because I don't know Grant Cardone personally. I don't know <laughs> Dan Bilzerian personally. So they could, they could do whatever the fuck they want. Like, yes, true. But with Max, you just, you just saw it happen. And then you actually know like it's possible. And if he can do it, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, the story of Roger Bannister. But nobody believed that uh, you are a, someone can run for, I don't know, it was like four miles in less than two minutes or something like right, that. Yeah. Or four mi- less than four minutes for a couple of miles. I don't remember now the numbers. And the moment she did it, then everyone else did it because now they knew that it was possible. So, yeah, I agree. And all of them are great people. And yeah, Max is amazing. Grant, well, Dan Bilzerian is okay. He's crazy. And Grant, he's indeed, he has some crazy minds about money. And one last thing before I ask you the next question that I remember from something like another video of Grant Cardone's. He actually, there was like this guy who asked him, Grant, I have so much money, you know, saved and I'm ready to invest and all those kind of things. And Grant says, okay, how much money you have? And he was like, yeah, I have 40K in the bank. And Grant looked at him and he says, dude, you're fucking poor. I will spend half a million dollars today to fly on my own private jet from here back to Miami in order to spend the night with my children. And you are telling me that you only have 40K. No, pump up your game, make more money, improve, you know, grow. So yeah, it's crazy. Like 
trying to see what are like other people's mindset and trying to implement those things back to you. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Cool. Um, daily habits that you have? Uh, daily habits. So I uh, wake up. First thing I do is uh, make my bed. Uh, this is actually something that I learned from you. Uh, but it helps so much, man, because sometimes you just wake up or like that's what I used to do. Like I wake up and I just I go and do something like I get ready or I eat food or whatever. But then I'm just walking around my house like a zombie where it's like uh, need food, uh, need shower. Uh, but once you start making your bed, it's like the first task that you actually have to do. And it's like it's. I don't know what the magic is behind it. Like you probably know better than I do, but it makes you a shit little more productive. Um, so that's something that I do. Um, I always, well, it's not a daily habit, but it's a weekly habit. Uh, on Sunday, like the only work I do, because like Sunday is also my chill day, but the only work I do is in the evening, I plan out all my appointments for the next week. Because then in the next week, I don't have to worry about any planning anymore and like sometimes stuff can move but most of the stuff is planned then i know like okay monday wednesday friday is gym time uh, i'm gonna go from the gym from that hour to that hour i'm gonna work from that hour to that hour i have a meeting then 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 and then so i don't have to worry about time anymore um then something i do uh daily as well is meet with my team and check out what tasks need to be done and when they need to be done. So like who needs to do what, when do you need to do it? Uh, what are priorities? Um, stuff like that. So that's something that I do in the morning. Uh, well, I, I would love to make it more of a, a daily habit, but uh, meditation is something that I, try to do daily, but usually don't get to it. But, um, it also ties into the, the stuff of not burning out. Like sometimes it's, it's especially as an entrepreneur, like I'm, I'm thinking 24 seven about my business and it's like, Oh shit, I still need to do that. Oh, and that client and that client. And like, you're constantly thinking about this even unconsciously. So it's really good to meditate from time to time and just like clear your mind for just 10 minutes. Um, the only thing is that I'm not really consistent with that. So I should probably uh, start doing that more. Uh, what other habits? Uh, oh, yeah. I drink a glass of lemon water every morning uh, for the same reason that it really energizes me. Um, there's probably some health benefits there as well. But uh, it's more like the, the spike of the, the sourness of the, the lemon. It really just spikes me up uh, and I'm immediately awake and ready to hustle. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably it for the daily habits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of them are amazing and yeah, like nothing more to say here. Like, yeah, it's, if we start discussing about its habit and why those habits are important, we're gonna, you know, talk about, I don't know how many hours. So, I also think that it really depends on, on person to person because like you have people and for example, Max is, is a very uh, good example of this. Like he takes cold showers because he thinks that that really works for him. Uh, as for me, like I, I tried it 
but to say that it really helps me, don't really think so. Uh, so I'm personally not doing them. But uh, yeah, I think it really depends on for person to person. There's like a lot of uh, habits or daily habits that that generally are generally are known to be good or are known to to work in certain um, ways or forms. But it's not like it's gonna work for you per se. Um, so you kind of have to like this, this is again a process of entrepreneurs and, and a process of discovering yourself, I guess. Where it's like, what habits work for me, and what makes me more productive? What makes me more, uh, like, more awake? What makes me more energized? All that stuff. Yeah, and this also clearly depends on the, this, you know, the, the timeline you are in your life and your entrepreneurial journey. Because, to be honest, I have different routines, different morning routines, depending on the situation of my life that I'm right, you know, now. So, for example, right now I'm in like a business brainstorming session. So, I'm making sure that I have more habits regarding the way I think and my mind and my brainstorming and my creativity, like journal, for example. Whereas when I just really, you know, want to focus on other things and have more fun going out more, you know, as focus on gym and have maybe like an important um, gym session and to go and all these kind of things, I will focus more on my body. So it's also important to optimize your morning routine based on what exactly is the thing that you want to achieve. Yeah. All right. Um, let's say that, as you know, you know, I have my ways. I can find a machine and, you know, take you back to when you were... <laughs> 10 years old i don't know, like to your younger self anyway all right yeah uh what would the advice that you would give to yourself be uh all right like if i if i go back to when i was 10 years old i remember that it wasn't the best period of my life uh because I, I had a really shitty childhood um i would definitely do it do it again like if I, if I had the, the chance, I would definitely do it again because I definitely think that this whole thing of having a, a fucked up childhood made me stronger in the end. Um, however, if I would be able to go back in time to my younger self, I would give young Pablo the advice of, yo, my little dude, just don't, don't uh, let other people's opinions get in the way of your own uh because i always i i came from a, a background where i was really like a people pleaser mm. uh, i still have some some uh parts of that left in me and i really need to be self-aware of that of like yo i need to put my own values first and then i can start thinking about other people um but but definitely back in the day i was trying to please so many people and and what what was a uh, a consequence of that is that people actually didn't really like me uh and i was bullied a lot just because i was trying to fit in so hard that it was really off-putting for everyone else uh and i didn't really know it back then because i thought like hey if i just be very uh nice to everyone everyone's gonna like me uh, but that's not the case. That's definitely not the case, bro. Um, so I would definitely tell that to my younger self and like, 
dude, you just start doing whatever you want. Start going for what you want, define what you want and go and do the thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautifully said. Um, what about the advice that you would like to give to the people watching? This will be my, my last question. Um, people that are watching this podcast, some of them are, you know, early in the business and some of them are, you know, more advanced, but in general, what would your advice to the people that are watching this podcast be? What would you like to share? What would you like to, to spread as a message? Would you, would you like to, how would you like to impact them? What's your advice to them? Uh, I think if I could give one advice that's, that's good for um, new people that are starting their entrepreneurial journey or people that have been in the entrepreneurial journey for a long time would be to stay true to yourself and really stay true to what your values are, what you want and where you want to go with your business. And like, of course you take advice from other people in the, in the, um, in the, I was going to say cybersecurity realm, but just in the entrepreneurial realm, like just take advice from people, but still, think about it and implement it into your own situation because like what's important for someone else is not important for you but you need to know what's important for you and you need to know what it is you want to achieve in life or or in your business and you want to work towards that so stay true to your own wants and needs beautiful beautiful pablo um thank you so much for your time thank you so much for your golden uh, advice. Thank you so much for the content. I, I enjoyed it so much. Um, and I'm pretty sure that people will enjoy it as well. So if anyone wants to ask you something or if anyone would, wants to learn more about, you know, your business as well, where people can find you, what's the best way to contact you and, you know, yeah. All right. So uh, I just want to say that I really liked uh, talking on this podcast. It was uh, my pleasure. I always like to talk about uh, just entrepreneurial stuff and habits and all that's uh, only good shit. Um, if people want to find me, if you are interested in my business, that's um, www.brusec.com. That's B-R-U-S-S-E-C.com. Uh, we have a bunch of other domains, but this is the shortest one. Um, and if you want to, if you're interested in me personally, you can find me on uh, www.pablobrasil.com. Or my Facebook page, which is just Pablo Brazil, I guess. Um, yeah. And feel free to chat. Send me some messages. Spam me. <laughs> Definitely spam Pablo. He's a great guy. I'll tell you from like an honest um, view. Like, uh, thanks, thanks so much, bro, again. Guys, thank you for watching this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, I'll see you for the next episode with another cool guest. Uh, till then hustle prosper have fun make sure to implement those habits make sure to be loyal to yourself and to your goals and make sure to crush it